believe that you can build an amazing life of significance by serving fewer, wealthier clients extremely well. We also believe you can do it faster and with less effort than you ever thought possible. Let us show you how to race up the hierarchy of advisor success. Welcome to the Preeminent Financial Advisor Podcast. I'm Paul Lofties at CEG Worldwide, and at CEG, the number one coaching firm for financial advisors, we believe you can build and have an amazing life of significance by serving fewer but wealthier clients and doing it extremely well. CEG Worldwide is a coaching firm that helps financial advisors accelerate their success and build simple yet elegant wealth management businesses that are indispensable to the right affluent clients. And I'm Catherine McBreen from CEG Insights. CEG Insights was born of a strategic fusion of two industry powerhouses, Spectrum Group, a leader in affluent investor research, and the research team of CEG Worldwide, the number one coach for financial advisors. With over 20 years of affluent investor research and extensive coaching experience, CEG Insights empowers senior executives to engage with financial advisors, sharing insights and actionable steps for sustainable organic growth. Well, a great big welcome to everyone out there in the preeminent advisor podcast. I am your co-host, Paul Lofties. And I'm Kathy McBreen, the other co-host, and we're really glad to have you here today. Uh, yeah, we got a great, great episode today. And Kathy, so happy uh, to be with you again. Um, you know, I'm just thinking about this episode uh, coming on the, the tail of the episode that we just recorded, our episode one, where we talked about Kathy, the just kind of unprecedented decline in client satisfaction that we're right. that we're seeing with advisors and just you know remind our listeners in, in case it's been a, a little bit since they listened to episode one kind of what you've seen recently with high net worth clients and how they're rating their service and then versus kind of the historic norm yeah you know traditionally when we rate we've asked people how happy they are with their financial advisor Generally, we get ratings in the 80 to 90% range where people say, yeah, I'm really happy with my financial advisor. And you would expect that. I mean, what a important relationship. It's, it's Your relationship with your financial advisor is just as important as your relationship with your doctor or your lawyer or something like that. So it's always been a really important relationship and it's always been ranked really, really high. But recently, um, we found that people are rating their financial advisors in that relationship not as well as they have in the past. And they've really gone from rating them at like 90, 80 to 90% as excellent, rating them more like 20 to 30% will rate them as excellent. And, you know, like 50% will rate them as good, which means that there's like 25 to 30% of people that think they're okay, not great, you know, or neutral, poor. So that's a really big deal for financial advisors because, you know, once people start not to be happy with their financial advisor, they start to think about moving their assets to somebody else. And that's not a good thing. The other thing that um, is important to remember is that the markets have been really, really good since roughly 2008, 2009, right? Since the financial crisis in the early part of the century, but ever since that time, the market's been really good. So with the markets being not as good as normal, um, 
I think that people are really starting to have second thoughts. So it's really an important time right now as a financial advisor to make sure that you're meeting the expectations of your existing clients, that you're saving that relationship, and that you're also reaching out to people who maybe have a financial advisor that they're not as happy with, because that's an opportunity for you. Yeah. So to be the preeminent advisor, the you know go-to advisor in your community for high net worth individuals, there, in our opinion, has, has never been a better time to make a commitment to do that. Because again, we've got between, you know, 25 and 15% of people with $1 million and up. And some of that demographic that you studied, Kathy, was even, you know, 10 to 25 million. And yep. I mean, we've got maybe one out of every five of those individuals saying, really, they, they'd consider making a change. So Yeah, and it's actually worse with the higher, the wealthier clients, which you would expect it to be the opposite. Yeah. So so to be a preeminent advisor, a, a couple of things. And one is, gosh, for your own best clients, play a little bit of play a little bit of defense and some things that you can do to really make sure you're uh committed to those relationships and you're serving them and you know, selfishly protecting, protecting that relationship mm-hmm. for your business. But one of my favorite things in, in in sports, Kathy, was always when a little bit of defense actually worked to be good offense as well. And, Absolutely. You know, yeah. I was always a big Chicago Bears fan. Yeah. So I grew up during a time when they actually had a defense. So yeah, yeah defense is really important. <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes when you play defense, uh, you do something uh, within your practice to really defend and serve your current yep. clients it turns out to be a good offensive strategy too. And that's what we're going to talk about here. Uh, To frame it up again, for those here on the video feed, the research that we're going to highlight today, you can get a copy of this play to win report at https colon backslash backslash cegwin.com backslash podcast. So today's play to win report and all of those that we discuss on this podcast are going to be available there. But what we're going to talk about today is some specific research surrounding volatility, volatility in the marketplace, which we have seen a lot of the last 12 to 18 months. And, you know, Kathy, I was actually thinking about this today. I don't want to give any secrets away as far as the date that we actually recorded this. But uh, as of the date we recorded this, we'd actually seen a pretty decent run up in in the markets in 2023. But then all of a sudden this week, in fact, just within the last uh, 48 hours, it's come out that Warren Buffett has made a significant sell off as well as I can't remember the guy who was his name, but he's basically responsible for the big short has taken extensive short it short on the market. So all of a sudden we've got some, some nervousness in the market again. And and I guess I just give that context of, you know, I I think we're going to continue to see this, you know, Uh, you know, our research says even, I mean, there's the research we're going to talk about the most today, but even our research since then says that most investors, like 75% of investors think that we're in a recession. I mean, even though technically we don't meet the guidance or definitions of a recession, it's what your clients think that's really important. And they think we're in a recession and they think the markets are really, they're really worried about the markets. So all of the things that continue to happen and if interest rates go up again, I mean, I think that you'll see that this is a time that you really need to talk to your investors. 
Yeah. So let's look at the research here and see how well advisors are doing in general. And, and then okay. we'll talk about how a preeminent advisor can really capitalize on what we see here. So, so the, the, yeah, go ahead, Kathy. Let me talk about the actual, who these people are, first of all. So these are investors that have over a million dollars of investable assets. And um, sometimes we break this into little, like a million to five, five to 10 and 10 to 25, but this is the total right here that you're seeing. And um, some of the things that we ask them about, we basically ask them some very legitimate questions about, well, has your advisor talked to you about it, about this particular action? And the second part was, well, if they had talked to you about it, would you have moved more assets to that advisor? And do you feel like it's deepening your relationship because you did have this conversation? So the the four different points that we have here are really typical things that an advisor should really be reaching out to their investors and talking to them about. And the first part is, involving them more in the investment process because of what's going on. They like to be involved. And only 45% of investors have said that their invest, their advisors involved them more in the process recently. And basically 8% have said that because he's involved, he or she has involved me more in the process, I'm more willing to take more assets to that advisor. Um, so that's a really important point. The second is that they've... Um, provided detailed information and explanations regarding what's happening with the market. A lot of these people, and we've talked about it sometimes in some of our some of our most recent podcasts that we did, is a lot of these people are younger. Millennials aren't really used to an inflationary environment, and they'd really like to talk to their advisor about that. And only 59% of advisors have talked to their investors about the current market environment. Um, the next question question was that helped me understand the market movements and how they impact my investments. And the final one is, you know, they have frequent discussions on my investment performance. But basically, those are fifty four percent and forty seven percent. Isn't that what an advisor is supposed to do? I'm sorry, Paul, but <laughs> I think that my financial advisor is supposed to be talking to me about these things all the time. Like these answers should be a hundred percent. I'm sorry. If my financial advisor has not talked to me about what's going on in the market, how it affects my investments, I think he or she is failing me. So it's really surprising that these investors with more than a million dollars of investable assets, their advisor hasn't been talking to them. You know, basically half of them haven't had the discussions with their financial advisor about what's going on in the market, um, what's going on with the inflationary environment, what's going on with the recessionary environment. You know, tell me what to do and how does it impact me? And as you can see, even though it seems like only a small number of people will move more assets, if they have had these conversations, add those numbers up and they start to really matter. Yeah. And the, the framing again here, on the preeminent advisor podcast, preeminent advisors are typically working with the higher higher net worth individuals in their community. So th this data is is about the high net worth community, <laughs> um, a, a million and up, and then a significant part of the demographic that you studied is it was ten to twenty five million. And so I mean, this is just shocking, Kathy. That I mean, you're basically fifty percent of them are saying my advisors really haven't discussed this with me at a significant level. And these are basic components, like what's going on with the market and how does it affect my portfolio? And you know, the, our research says that those people within the 10 to 25 market segment, about 20% of them are actually thinking about finding a new advisor. That's a lot. And that's those are the, the clients too that you would think that advisors are reaching out to most frequently. And obviously 
they're not, or if they, if they are, they're not doing a good job. Yeah. So to transition here to, you know, play how defense can be good offense is the other piece of the data that you highlighted here is for that, you know, roughly 50% of advisors that had talked to their high net worth clients, what the result was. And, you know, depending upon the action, it was, you know, five to 8% of them had said they'd increase their assets because their advisor had done that. And I mean, again, we're not talking about, you know, a hundred thousand dollar client here. That's, that's adding a $5,000 IRA contribution. We're talking about 10, $25 million clients that are saying, because my advisor did that, I'm coming in and I'm adding additional assets. So from a, from a business building standpoint, one of the best things that you can always do as an advisor, and this is what preeminent advisors do, is this regular contact on the items that are important to clients. They make sure that they have that quality contact because they use it as an opportunity to actually grow additional assets. There's the, the easiest way, Kathy, to grow assets in this business is to get more assets from your best clients. Is it, we ask investors all the time, do you want to be involved in making the decisions about your investments? And there's only a very small percentage, like 20% will say, just do it. I don't care. But that means around 75 to 80% want you to talk to them and want to feel like they're part of the decision process, even though they'll probably defer to the financial advisor and say, yeah, do what you think, but they like to be involved. And that's what your job is as a financial advisor. So by saving these clients or deepening your relationship with these clients, you're really doing, you're, you're creating more loyalty and, and maybe even more referrals from these clients. Yeah. And like you said, even if you don't have, even if they don't have assets to bring right now, the, the fact that you deepen the relationship as, as the research says here, deepening the relationship in a period of time when the floor has fallen out, uh, of of how clients are rating their advisors, it's a huge thing. It's a huge thing. So the 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 takeaway here is because of the environment we're in and the economic volatility, market volatility. Talk to your clients. <laughs> talk to your best clients specifically about volatility, and you know, in 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 areas associated with that, and. What I really like in the the white paper, the research play to win paper, Kathy, is it, it highlights for us, you know, some specific actions to take, you know, what what to do now. And so I, I, I love how you've how you've put this put this together. Yeah, one one of the most important things that investors want to know is what does this mean for me? I mean, it's great for you to talk to them about inflation or rising interest rates, which is all the things that we think you should be doing. But the real important part is to bring it back to them, to make sure that they know how this impacts them, how it impacts their goals, how it impacts their portfolio. I mean, the bottom line is, you know, they want to know, am I going to have enough money to live like I want to in retirement? Am I going to have enough money to fund Amy's, you know, college education? So the most important part is to answer their questions, point out what's going on, but then bring it all back to them. And make sure that they know that how this is how it impacts their goals and what the, what's happening to them. 
Yeah. It, and so it, it, I, I encourage everyone to go out, grab the, the play to win paper that we're talking about today. And in this uh, particular section, uh, it, you know, it gives some very specific takeaways, check in, provide reassurance, answer questions, thank the client. There's some great, great scripting out there. But, you know, Kathy, I, I would highlight two things here, just some additional context for advisors is on the check-in during a, a, a time of difficulty or market volatility, you want to permission your clients to be able to really respond with how they're feeling. Um, advisors, because of their professional, excuse me, clients, because of their professional relationship with you, if the market's not going great and you just call them, you know, how are you doing? I mean, they, they might be hesitant to really give an honest response to that. And so what you want to do is advisors want to make sure they're permissioning their clients. And in a great phrase that uh, that I like and I've always encouraged advisors to use is when you're contacting them, say, you know, because of everything going on economic in the markets with all the volatility, I find a lot of my clients are feeling concerned. They're feeling anxious. So you're you're right off the bat. You're giving you're giving them permission to say, yeah, I'm going to put my hand up and say I'm in I'm in that group because um, we want to acknowledge that. So that that's just a great way to provide some leadership to clients to be able to have an authentic conversation with them. And then Kathy, the, to me, this is this is the most important when when it when you check in in a period of volatility or difficulty. You, I, I don't like the question, how are you doing? I, again, you want to permission them. And then I think you want to lead, you know, people want leadership in time like this. They, they, they want to understand how they should feel, how they should think about it. And I think a great analogy is, is, is mountain climbing. And, you know, say a guide who's helping somebody climb Mount Everest and everything's going well you know, the first few days on the mountain, but then all of a sudden there's a storm. I'm not looking to my guide to ask me, you know, how am I feeling? I want my guide to tell me what to do, how I should be feeling. And I want to hear my guide say, I've been through this before. I know how to get you to where you want to go. You know, here, here's what you need to remember. So when you reach out to your clients, make sure you're providing them leadership and guidance and framing for them how they should think about what's going on. Yeah, I think that's great. I think that those are great ideas because the reality is they're not wanting to talk to you because they want you to say, oh, everything's great yeah. because they may not be feeling that everything's great. So they want you to acknowledge that maybe everything's not as great, but here's a strategy of how to, to deal with all of this and you are going to come out okay at the end. So I think that that's a great analogy, the mountain climbing. Yeah. You know, a, a, a great advisor used to say, you know, bear markets are like winter. We know that they're eventually going to come. Some are worse than others. And we don't know exactly how long it's going to it's going to last, but we know it ends. And that, that that's what clients are looking for. They're, they're looking for leadership and they're looking for us and they need us to frame how they should feel and how they should think about all the things that are going on. And especially give them context in relation to their goals and their overall plan. Um, because it's easy when there's a period of volatility, if you're able to frame that correctly, that it's just an event within a period of time 
and an event within the context of their overall long-term plan just gives them such a such an anchor as opposed to just being concerned over this specific moment in time. And the role of an advisor is really to be that person that they can bounce things off of and actually talk to. You know, if if everybody was happy going onto the internet and trying to find out all the answers all the time, they wouldn't need financial advisors. So that's why they need a real person to talk to and really to take it to the next level for them in a personal manner. Yeah. So Kathy, to wrap this up, what should a preeminent advisor be thinking about when it comes to volatility? I think that the first thing that they should be thinking about is talking to their clients and telling their clients how it impacts them directly. And it won't be a, it's not the same answer for every client. And that's what makes them valuable as a preeminent advisor. Everybody has a different answer and a different solution. Yeah. And to to put the business growth spin on this, sometimes the best offense starts with great defense. And again, all of the research right now is showing us that, you know, somewhere between 20, 25, 30% of clients with a million to 25 million probably would consider making a move. So for a preeminent advisor, make sure you're playing defense and you're reaching out to your clients and you're talking about things like this, because the data also shows that's one of the easiest asset gathering strategies that you could do. You reach out and you talk to those clients and you lead them. If they've got additional assets, they're likely to consider placing those with you. And that's easier than going out and gathering new assets. Right, Kathy? Absolutely. I would just continue the defense um, metaphor. Remember, Refrigerator Perry, who was a defenseman, made some of the best touchdowns. (laughs) So that's what you can do. By playing defense, you can create good offense. All right. That's awesome. Well, Kathy, we are going to continue our discussion in our next podcast on this particular piece of research. And I'm going to talk about one of my favorite things and something I get asked about a lot. And that is, am I really my client's only advisor or are there multiple advisors? And if there are, you know, how do we handle that? So we're going to, sh- we're going to talk about what the data actually shows and then how advisors can, the, how preeminent advisors capitalize on that situation. So thanks for joining us, everyone. And we'll see you on our next episode. Thanks everyone. See you soon. Hi, Paul Lofties with CEG Worldwide and co-host of the Preeminent Advisor podcast. Kathy and I are privileged to join you each episode to share with you some of the latest research that she's done on high net worth clients or uh, high income producing advisors, and also to share our actionable strategies based upon years of experience of how to take advantage of what's going on in the marketplace. But we want you to have access to the Play to Win research uh, to read and study as well. To download the Play to Win report, as Paul just mentioned, go to cegworldwide.com forward slash podcast dash report. There you can get the latest copy of the Play to Win reports for yourself. You can review those, study those. They will help you accelerate 
your path to preeminence and make sure you're an advisor that is playing to win.